Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully everyone's doing well. Uh, it is Tuesday, March 7th at 10.40 p.m. Just finishing up some work. It's championship week, taking in some of the games. Wish a happy birthday to Brad A. Uh, happy 43rd birthday to a CFFL owner. Uh, hopefully he's enjoying Nice dinner, nice relaxing time on his birthday. Which brings us to tonight's episode. Uh, we're continuing the um, series of all time and not all time by position. So we've kind of explored, we uh, explored quarterbacks. Uh, and then we touched on running backs, and tonight is um, CFFL all-time wide receivers, all-time not wide receivers. So that is the official title for tonight. Um, wide receivers in the league have, I, I guess I want to say they've become a little bit more prominent um, over time. You know, it... I, I guess when I think of like at the beginning of the league, it was a lot more straight line runners. I guess some guys started to break that mold, like the Percy Harvins, uh, the guys who could catch it short and take off. And then like Michael Crabtree, but then you got like this, like even next wave, like almost even like a hybrid, like Jaquiz and James Rogers at Oregon state, Tavon Austin, like these just, quick guys like I feel like even in the CFFL certainly in the NFL I must feel like wide receiver play is not so much about speed anymore as it is quickness and burst and being able to get separation now in college you get a lot of separation it's difficult to do that on Sunday but you know, Calvin Johnson was in our league all the way, way back when, but you know, wasn't as central a figure as you know the crab trees and some of the other wide receivers that came. But we'll get into that in a second. But first, as we have been doing, we're gonna take a look at the not wide receivers first. And birthday boy definitely comes in with one of the worst uh wide receiver performances, and it just so happened to take place uh, this year. And that would be Dante Demas Jr. from Maryland. Six starts, a whopping 23.4 total points. The position average was 16.1 this year. Definitely down a little bit. Dante Demas lost Brad 2.3 games this year. Um, that was the worst. I don't know why I started with the worst. I guess maybe because I don't want to spend too much time on this. Before that, uh, Steve Ishmael, Brian R. 2016, he's been called out. Syracuse, 11 starts, and he le uh, averaged under 10 points per game over 11 starts. Good for a minus 2.27 war. Before that, um, <laughs> you'll see three wide receivers from the uh, – Sensational freshman JH team of 2013 are on here. We have Robbie Rhodes, 
he lost 2.16 games. Marquez North lost 2.03 games. And James Quick lost 1.94 games. Those guys were not really targets, but when you use all your roster spots uh, on freshmen and those freshmen don't win spots, you're in a really bad situation. Because then you don't even want to get rid of them because they're freshmen, right? Because then you, maybe next year they'll be the next big thing. Don't think – Robbie Rhodes had some success. I know he transferred from Baylor. Bowling Green, I think he went to. Uh, like he had a resurgence. I don't know, resurgence may be a little strong, but uh, he at least made something of himself. I can't really say much for James Quick or Marquez North. And can't believe we're looking at it now. We're going back 10 years uh, from when those guys started playing. So they're, what, 20, 28, 29. Some of the other names on here, Brian R. again, Lucky Jackson uh, in 2017, lost him 2.04 games. Jafar Armstrong, a Christian M. Staple, um, he started six games in 2021. Didn't grab a point for good, good old uh, Christian. So, um I don't know if we should blame Jafar or if we should blame Christian on that one. Uh, Keenan Johnson for Pino in 2017. Not hearing Pino's name on too many of the disappointing players. So uh, one of the few times he lost uh, 1.85 games in eight starts. You know, a war of 1.85. KCG with Travis Rudolph in 2016, a minus 1.83. Uh, War and John Vea Johnson for Kevin B uh, in 2017. A lot of recent ones. wonder why that's the case. Uh, John Vea Johnson from Toledo, eight starts, only 7.3 per, lost 1.82 games um, for Kevin B in 2017. Just missing the list uh, would be Jackson Smith Najiba. Uh, big draft prospect, massive disappointment for Algie, a first-round pick, which we'll probably get back to here in a second. So those are the not all-time wide receiver, uh, all-time not wide receivers, I should say. And now there's a lot of wide receivers who've played in our league. I mean, a ton. I mean, even more than running backs. Let's break this down positionally, just missing the list. Uh, honorable mention, Kenneth Gainwell, Kevin B, 2019, 2.75 war. Rasheed Rice for Paul L, 2022. Good job, Paul. Uh, for SMU, 2.56 war. Andrew R, CFFL owner RIP from 2011, Justin Blackman, 2.49 war. Uh, Terrence Williams, 2012, Brad A, 2.48. KCG, Amari Cooper, uh, 2014, 2.48 war as well. Xavier Hutchinson for Al G this year. Could work on that. Iowa State, 10 starts, war of 2.46. That's kind of a cut point after that. You got some throwback names. Alex A, Ryan Broyles, 2010. Corey Coleman for Jeremy P in 2015. Shard Higgins uh, for JH in 2014 from Colorado State. And Willie Sneed from Ball State championship year for Brad A., uh, and J.H. Kendall Wright Baylor 
So those are all between 2.18 and 2.36 war, all those players that we just said there. Sean brings us to our top 10. Coming in at 10 would be Jeremy P., Devontae Adams, Fresno State in 2013. Uh, 329.4 points, 10 starts, a 32.94 average when the position average was 17.71 or of 3.04. That is... Um, that's all time work. And I think what you're going to see here with a lot of these wide receivers in the top 10, these are all time players. Uh, these are not just one off. See, I think a lot of these names you'll see overlap in the, uh, all time CFFL teams that we'll get to later. Um, and number eight, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Devontae Adams was number nine. Apologies on that. Coming in right before him was Justin Blackman from Oklahoma State. So, yeah, Justin Blackman was on here twice for Jeremy P. 2010. Um, I remember Jeremy picked him up during the season, and that was a major cog for his first CFFL title. Uh, he had eight starts for him, a 2.8 war. So, Justin Blackman came in at 10. Your all-time players... Uh, or starting here at nine, which again, another Jeremy P product was Devontae Adams at a 3.04 war. Just coming in right before that at number eight, Christian M bringing his homeboy Andy Isabella from UMass. 3.05 war, uh, 277 points, only eight starts, and still had a 3.05 war. If that doesn't tell you anything, you look at a lot of the people here. Um, only one other player had a start. Justin Blackman had eight. Andy Isabella had eight. Only one other person in this list had less than 10. And you have some that have like, say, 12. Uh, so there's a lot. Playing a lot mattered here, I guess is what I should say. His third entry already in the top 10. So you have Blackman at 10, Adams at nine. Coming in at number seven for Jeremy P is Nathaniel Dell. 3.08 war in the 2022 season out of Houston. Um, he was the best player on the CFFL 2022 champs team. It wasn't even really close. He was almost a whole game better than everybody else. So coming in at number seven was Nathaniel Dell out of Houston. Number six, Kevin B. 2021, Jareth Stearns, Western Kentucky, 10 starts, 321.1 points. 32.11 average for good for a war of 3.09. Excellent work there. Now, top five. Now we're moving into rarefied air here with some of these stats. Uh, some of these are just nuts. Brian S comes in at number five, 28th best player of all time, 2012 season. Tavon Austin from West Virginia, 10 starts, 330 points. 33.05, good for a war of 3.16. Coming in at number four, also in 2012, for Brian G. Marquise Lee out of USC, 12 starts, 373.8 points, 31.15, good for a war of 3.27. Marquise Lee also a catalyst for uh, Brian G. winning the title that year. So him, Dell won a title um, with Jeremy P. in 2022. Christian M. and Andy Isabella won a title. 
And in 2010, Justin Blackman won a title. So if you're seeing a theme here, that is that's the third combination there. We know at number three that this guy didn't win a uh, championship, not even close. Bobby L. 2016, Isaiah Jones. Great play by Bobby. Um, 367 points, average of 33.43. War, 3.3 for a wide receiver. That is uh, that's very impressive. Um, coming in at number two, uh, his fourth entry in the top 10, 22nd best overall war. This would be Jeremy P. Freddie Barnes, 2009. 326 points on 10 starts, uh, an average of 32.6, a war of 3.36. And finally, I think we all still know him. Is this the only, I guess Andy Isabella is still in the NFL. Justin Blackman tagged out. Of course, Devontae Adams is still around. This is, uh, I think you all would know him from Sundays, but in 2013, for Brian S., he had the best wide receiver season uh, in the CFFL. This would be Brandon Cooks from Oregon State. Nine starts, 334.6 points. Good for 37.18 points per start. A war of three and a half. Good for 16th all time. So what do we see in the wide receivers? Really good production. Really difficult to get that high end production, meaning like it's difficult to get like that best war of all time. Like when we looked at the running backs, some of those running backs were really able to eclipse it um, just because they can rush the ball and they can catch the ball. Uh, so they were able, granted, if everyone could do that, that should still keep averages the same. But, you know, like Singletary, McNichols, Ajay, and uh, Rogers. Uh, hopefully you're listening to these podcasts in order. Those were your top four. They were all a 10th, 12th, 13th, and 14th overall um, as far as mo- best seasons according to War. Cooks had the best season at 16th. Um, you know, when we did the quarterback ratings, one, two, four, five, eight, nine, eleven, and 15 uh, were all discussed that were in the top eight. And there you're seeing wars of like 3-6 all the way up again. Colt Brennan 5.1 in 2006, which is still uh, the holy grail uh, in this league. And then certainly there have been some high-end tight end um, seasons as well, just because when you get somebody who can break away from from the average. But I think the thing that says about wide receivers is that they're really important. They can really help out. They're really solid, uh, and it's good to get a couple of them, right? Um, They may not get you the super, super high separation, uh, but they certainly give you really, really good separation um, from like what typical average average performance is. Looking at some of the draft war uh, for wide receivers, uh, some of the best of all time here, taking a look at this. Um, let's see. We got Josh Doxson. Uh, we got Brandon Cooks. We got Freddie Barnes. 
Jareth Stearns. Uh, those were all um, fourth, third, seventh, second uh, round picks. He said Justin Blackman in the 11th round. Great pickup uh, in 2010 uh, for Jeremy P. So, again, really, really solid play. Let's take a look down here. Uh, some of our lowest performing players da, 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 um, that were selected. Rob B, ooh, Brian R, uh, 2.3, Steve Ishmael, Robbie Rhodes, Lucky Jackson, Marquez North, Keenan Johnson. So those are some of the names uh, that we are looking at there that certainly, um, you know, some of the names we looked at before. Trying to look at some of the worst first round picks. Uh, doesn't look like we had a whole lot uh, take place. Uh, not too bad. Yeah. I mean, some bad performances, but nothing. Cedric Tillman this year, uh, Brad A, tough one. Uh, just trying to see any others that we have here. Um, Anthony Miller, not too bad. Uh, first overall pick, nice solid pickup. Michael Crabtree came in with a two. War, Marvin Harrison came in with a two. Some really good play here uh, at wide receiver lately. Um you don't see the raring disappointment. John Vea Johnson in 2017, I guess. And then, of course, Jackson Smith-Jiba because he didn't really play. Kevonte Turbin, 2016. DeAndre Brown in 2009. Those are probably your four biggest disappointments coming at the wide receiver position. So that was just a quick look uh, down memory lane. I want to get don't like to go too long or get too boring whenever we're starting to talk about players from the past. But some of these players will come up again. I mean, we do some of the year reviews, some of the all CFFL teams. You'll start to hear some of these names again, kind of sticks with you uh, with everything uh, that you are seeing. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, listening to uh, our basically. Hopefully you had a good time just kind of going down memory lane i guess is the best way for us to put this we'll cut it there if um you need to get any of these podcasts find them wherever you find them or you can go to cfflhq.com and so we get ready for march madness but again whole point here is just trying to get a bunch of these out kind of when no one's thinking about this so that once we get closer we have a massive uh, repository of topics that you can just listen to as you get ready for the season. Hopefully everyone's doing well. We'll be talking to you soon. And if anything uh, exciting comes up, we will be in touch. Take care, everyone. Have a good one.